members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is June the 12th. It is a Friday, and whoop, whoop. <laughs> I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always happy to see you guys uh, along for the ride. Uh, how'd your day go, Ryan? Yeah, it was a day. Um, you know, I'd work in there. Kind of a, a <laughs> normal Friday. How about you? Did you actually last an entire week at this point of working? Yeah, yeah. Although my week's not over, I still got to work Saturday and Sunday. But it's a, it's already been Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, so it's most of a week. I'm looking forward to having a day off on Monday. But hey, it's been pretty good. Uh, hectic, uh, crazy, crazy, great shit. I think I broke a record uh, for myself today. I've been there 15 years. I think this is the first time I've had nine people on hold at the same time. <laughs> Um, they announced, uh, about, I don't know, one thirty or two o'clock in the afternoon that they were going to indeed hold a father's day barbecue, uh, next week, instead of just having regular dining, uh, they figured they could take enough precautions that they can do a barbecue style uh, event and still have everyone safe. Uh, and then they put on the invitation that they sent out the email for that. They're going to have a 250 person limit to this thing. Uh, normally we take somewhere between five and 700 for our father's day barbecue. So I was really, really busy, really, really quickly <laughs> as everybody and their grandma tried to call me and get their uh, Father's Day reservations in before it sold out. Yeah, that sounds thrilling. It was not thrilling. The only good part of it is like the big boss, uh, who unfortunately is leaving this year, a great boss, best, best, boss, best boss I ever had, happened to sit down right near the start of it and watch me go through it for about 15 minutes. So. You know, uh, it's nice to be appreciated <laughs> and having a big boss uh, watch you work when it's at its most hectic and still pull it off is always uh, good for some brownie points. Yeah, maybe either that or he was silently judging you for mispronouncing everyone's name. <laughs> See, I don't have to worry about that because everyone tells me what their name is. And I just go, oh, hello, sir. How are you doing today? Or hello, ma'am. How are you doing today? Most of those I can pronounce because it's the same ones over and over again. And a lot of them have the same name, actually. <laughs> As uh, Jewish surnames, there's only so many of them to go around, apparently. Uh, but, uh, you know, no, it wasn't a bad day at all. Uh, it was hectic. I had one personality conflict with uh, someone at work, but hopefully I'll get resolved quickly. Someone making my life harder when I asked them not to. They said, no. <laughs> So that always sucks, right? Well, yeah, because you work just so incredibly hard at what you do. Oh, I do. I do. I'll, I'll tell you why not. Um, as the, the aforementioned chits that we deal with, uh, one of the ones, one of the sources for that is the dining room. So uh, they, what happens is the members order their food, servers bring them their food at the end of the meal. They bring them a chit to sign. And then at the end of their shift, they bring me all of their chits. They might have anywhere between four and 20 of them. Uh, and I have anywhere between four and six servers, which means I will deal with anywhere between like 24 to 100 chits during during a lunch sh shift. Excuse me. The can we, issue can being, we call them what they actually are and just receipts? Like, receipt, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Like 1940s lingo. Sorry, it's the lingo at work. It's hard not to do it. Uh, so I'll end up, end up with between 20 and 100 receipts. Um, they come out, uh, the receipts print off a computer roll thing. You know, it looks like a. Um, 
cash register paper. So as it gets closer to the end of the roll, it tends to curl up a little bit. And when you have a ton of them, that becomes a problem. Uh, that's not what all this is about. The problem is this one server folds her receipts in half while she's carrying them around and then, you know, and then unfolds them and hands them to me. And so they're all basically folded in half. Uh, that by itself is annoying enough. Then you combine it with the problem that we have with the receipts tend to curl over. It makes my job a fucking pain in the ass because all of these receipts have to be stacked up from member number one to member hundred, member number 600. So if you take 100 receipts and uh, try to put them all together, it's going to be a pain in the ass anyways. Fold some of them in half, then fuck, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. You're just sitting there trying to get the pile to say, stay straight and it wants to spring the sideways and all this bullshit. So I made her what I thought was a pretty reasonable request to say, hey, do you mind not folding your receipts in half? Uh, well, no, uh, I, I have to do, uh, fold them to put fit in my pocket. I'm like, well, none of the other servers fold them. Can you find out the method that they use? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just take the receipts and set them off someplace. But you know, I lost my one, so I'm not doing it that way. I'm like, okay, I can understand that, but it makes it very hard for me to work with them. Could you just, uh, could you find some other way to do it and not fold them in half and put them in your pocket? No. Um, I think oh, it's a so pretty Jay, reasonable request. There's yeah. something out there called a paperweight. <laughs> you know what you do is you just take all those receipts and you just plop a paperweight on top of them for, oh, I would say a good 30, 40 minutes before you decide to, uh, you know, do all of your collating. And well, then it's not you like, solved everyone's problem. It's not like I haven't done that before. For one thing, I only get them for about uh, like five, ten minutes before I have to start working with them. And I've tried putting weights on them and things like that. It doesn't work. It's it's too much of a pain. You know, they're too curled up. Um, so I think that's a pretty reasonable request. And she said, no, I'm like, look, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, ask you to do me a favor here. Uh, no, no. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to speak to your supervisor about it then. Yeah. And, you know, she, and she went wild and off the, you know, on her merry way. So, and I spoke to her supervisor about it, who was like my best friend at work. So, uh, he's one of the few people at work that I hang, I've hung out with outside of work. So I'm sure he's going to say something to her, uh, and we'll just see how it goes from there. Either so, yeah, that or he's going to uh, go to him and be like, yeah, you know, the, you know, Langley looking dude with the <laughs> mush mouth. Yeah. Don't pay attention to him. You don't actually work for him. So, uh, yeah, man, just go about your day. I would hope not, but you never know. <laughs> the, the, well, the thing is, I've asked her before. This is like the second time. She did it all last year. I asked her at the beginning of the season. She ignored me. I was like, oh, I'm going to let it go. Uh, but this year, I've, I've pretty much had enough of people making my life harder for no reason at all. Uh, but enough about my complaints. What do you got to talk about today? Sadly, I don't have like a bunch of stuff today. There like wasn't that much good news. Uh, the weigh-ins did happen for the fights tomorrow night, and three people missed weight, and another person got pulled out for some reason. Oh, geez. Yeah, I saw some of that stuff. Isn't that uh, kind of ridiculous? Yeah, so Jessica I misses weight for the second straight fight, yet somehow got a main event spot. Like, what's going on there? Have no idea. The co-main event, Carl Roberson, his second time in a row missing weight. Like, yeah, what's yeah, and way going worse. on here? And the, and the, the Roberson one is uh, one that really surprised me. Um because uh, he, you know, he already had uh, issues the last time. This is a rescheduled fight from last time, um, and he he missed it way worse than last time. And he was very self righteous about it. You know, I had a medical issue, and you know, I've changed my entire diet, and you know, I've got everything locked down. And so to have him like miss it by so much, the first time I thought his opponent was kind of being a dick about him missing weight. This time he's whatever that guy has to say, he's probably pretty justified about it. 
regardless, this is three people missing weight on the same damn card. Yep. And like, and then Jessica I takes to like Twitter and shit like that and is all like, well, we only did like this was all short, short notice. So I'm super proud only being a quarter of a pound over. It's like, no, do your fucking job next time. It wasn't that short of a notice. I knew about it. <laughs> they didn't call her yesterday and say, hey, you know, uh, the sh- there was the person who had two weeks sh- uh, short notice and he, I think he missed it by what, a half a pound or something like that. So, you know, she knew about this uh, at least a month or and a half ago, didn't she? Yeah, kind of, and that's the I kind of feel like, like we've been making. So, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say I well, kind of feel so like we've been making fun of that main event guy, for a while. The third guy yeah. you're talking that was really actually short notice, missed weight by two and a half pounds. Oh yeah, that, that's took, a little high, took, but well, he took the fight on three days' notice. Right. Yeah, but see, okay, yeah, there you go. So he was his weight was whatever it's gonna be. He couldn't do anything about that really. So he, right, he took that fight knowing he's missing weight. Is acting self righteous after missing weight twice in a row now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and I, I didn't see the, uh, I saw one, someone uh, retweet one of her tweets about saying, you know, uh, about, I can't believe how much, you know, a hate and arrogance is in this world or some shit like that. It's like, dude, just keep your mouth shut and keep your head down. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's just, you yeah. know, that's just a- ridiculous. Apologize for not ma- making weight and go about it. Try to try to perform well, which probably isn't going to happen. This is a woman's fight and it's five rounds. And <laughs> if you completely blew weight like that, by the time you get to round three, you're probably going to look like garbage. Right, right. Oh, here's a quote. What happened to our world that people are so full of hate and ignorances? Ignorances. <laughs> Plural. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing, you know. Um, now, granted, she didn't miss it by much, uh, but it, it looks like she killed herself to do it. She, there's, uh, I, I think I saw a Twitter thing where she said that she couldn't stand at the end of it. So she's going to have a great fight tomorrow. Oh yeah, she's gonna lose, and then she's gonna blame it on everyone but herself. Oh yep, exactly. We'll Once again, there. I never knew what the hype train in her was in the first place. Uh, yeah, she won some fights, but meh. You know, I don't know. Certain certain fighters, they just don't do nothing for me. And she just to me, I and you know me, I love it women's MMA, but I didn't really care about her. Well, I mean, yeah, she she's not that great. <laughs> like look at her UFC record, right? So in the UFC, God, what is she? Um, it doesn't say, but like overall, she's fifteen and seven. Hmm. I mean, and, and there are worse things in world in the world than the uh, fighters that are basically go two uh, two wins and a loss over and over again because that's about what her record is. Uh, well, it's really not though because when she got in the UFC, like she had a no contest for Sarah Kaufman. Then lost five out of her next six. Holy shit. When she got into the UFC? Yeah. And then rattled off three wins and then got her head kicked off by Shevchenko. And then she won one fight in a boring decision in which she missed weight. How is she in the UFC? I mean, holy shit. They'll fire somebody at the drop of a hat for three losses in a row. And she had six. And five out of, out of six, five losses out of six fights. Right, right. In a div- four in a row. Right. In, in, you know, in a division, you know, it, in women's MMA, which admittedly has less eyes on it than the men's MMA, because, you know, I've had people tell me over and over they don't care about women's MMA. And that's the UG. So it might not be the correct uh, audience to get the kind of opinion from. Uh, but 
other than the big stars, as far as I know, no one gives a crap about women's MMA. It's one of the reasons I like it is I feel like a MMA hipster. Um, but so she has, she doesn't really have much of a leg. But, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot where I was going with that. So I can't believe they didn't fire. There, there was no value to this lady for the, to the UFC, except for to lose to other people, apparently. Yeah. Like I, I don't get the hype at all. She's going to lose the fight tomorrow anyway, but now she's going to use this as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Like no. I, I just don't get it. Well, I, I guess I just don't even get how this was a main event to start with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. We've mentioned before they're just reaching for whatever they can at this point to fill up cards, and, <laughs> and I guess there's only so many people that are willing to fight without proper training camps and you know in this kind of conditions. So um, they're they got they got what they got. I guess you know it's better than no fights at all. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Like, I, I have absolutely no desire to watch the fights tomorrow. And like, that's something. Like, I don't even know if I will go back and watch anything like Sunday morning. Right, right. I've already said I'm gonna. Yeah, well, I'm I'm probably gonna highlight, re, highlight, highlight, reel it on Sunday at some point. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm not too concerned about the actual uh, fights. Yeah, I can't imagine any of them will be too spectacular. None of them are really. Well, that's funny, and that's why I is actually the I fights actually the main main uh, event because it's one of the few ones that has any kind of uh, title ramifications. You know, because she supposedly is still a contender. I think I read something that How she is needs she one. a contender. I have no like, fucking really? clue, but but I read something that said, oh, she needs a win to get another title shot. I'm like, you think she needs a whole bunch of them, but but maybe that's not. We all see how the UFC works. That's absolute garbage. Like. She beat someone I've never even heard of in a boring decision after missing weight. Her fight before that was getting absolutely destroyed by the champ. And then she comes into this fight and somehow is going to get another title shot after not really earning anything. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> you don't think so. It's like you don't watch the UFC or something, dude. <laughs> I would fully expect her to get a fucking title shot. Like if she had a spectacular fight and just destroyed this other chick. All of a sudden it's, oh, she only missed it by a quarter of a pound. Look how good she looked. She definitely deserves a title shot. You know, I can, I know exactly how Dana thinks. He's, it's whatever gets the most eyes on his product and sells the most. He doesn't give a shit about rankings and shit like that. Yeah, but this isn't going to sell the most. Well, for a woman's MMA fight, <laughs> there that are relatives still not going to, to. Well, yeah, I know, but he's got to, He's going to do what he can. He thinks if he thinks that she's got some buzz behind her, that's what will happen just because, you know, that's the only way, you know, how often does he get buzz on his women's division? Uh, he's got like four or five big stars for the women and that's about it. Yeah. And Jessica is not one of them. No, and she probably never will be, but like, uh, we've seen it happen over and over again where, well, where Dana will push somebody that doesn't deserve a shot because he thinks that's the uh, popular thing to do, what will get him the most eyes in his product. I mean, I guess there is the whole fact that, yeah, like that division, there's not not a whole lot of talent out there. <laughs> and they're like, like what, are one, the, what are the what are the rankings there? She's in the 135, isn't she? Are you kidding me? They actually do have her listed as the the number one ranked mm -hmm. fighter. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't kidding. That is the <laughs> dumbest thing I have ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty silly. I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I guess, yeah, I guess what it really means is, the, for one thing, the UFC should not be able to do their own rankings. Uh, it should be like uh, an actual official thing. Uh, that would 
preclude people from getting fucking screwed over in title shots and things like that because uh, Uncle Dana thinks someone else should get a shot instead. You know, like the entire McGregor thing. Yeah, he's a great fighter. Yeah, he's fun to watch. But he was gifted so many undeserved fucking shots. And, you know, and over and over again, they're like, well, it doesn't really matter what the rankings are. McGregor brings him in. Yeah, I just, I, whatever. Although it is funny, now that I am looking through the rankings, there's not even a set of rankings for uh, women's featherweight. Oh, really? So 145, <laughs> where Nunez just beat the shit out of what's-her-face, Canadian lady. Yeah. There's not even rankings. It's just Amanda Nunez, champion. <laughs> That's, That's just lazy. They're like, we don't even know. We don't even know. It's her and everybody else. Shit, dude. I, 145 has always been pretty thin anyways. Uh, well, they, which they don't have anyone. No, which always surprised me because, uh, let's be honest, you know, when you get into uh, women fighters, you would think that you'd see a lot of, like, 145 and 155 and 165. I've seen some big old ladies before that, you know, could probably fight, like, 185 and, you know, not be fat. <laughs> I mean, that's probably about the top end of the women's heavyweight division. But I'm surprised there's not more weight classes higher than that because we, I mean, I, I think we all know at least one or two larger women. And yeah, I mean, not like that in one. shape, like fighters. No, no, I mean, I don't mean fat people. I mean, like I've known a couple of women that were just big boned and shit. You know, uh, my wife would look fucking skinny as fuck at 135. She's five eight, five nine. She, you know, she pro- she's supposed to weigh around 150 or so at the bare minimum. Yeah, but like you're not exactly the most athletic household in the world. <laughs> hey she was in the navy don't don't uh don't like uh, put her in the same uh you know thing as me we're completely different people she's actually an athletic person <laughs> you know she was in the navy served over in italy and stuff like that she took karate i think she's a red belt uh or something like that you know when she was a teenager and shit like that so uh compared to me she's very much the athletic person um, yeah but compared to like actual high level athletes like no no she 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 would probably fight at 145. Um, but there's, uh, I mean, if she did that shit, uh, if she uh, did the UFC and got into like that type of shape, but she's not super big. She's like five eight or five nine. I've seen six foot women out there that you know would probably weigh a good 160, 170, uh, you know, fit and taunt, or at least or at least higher up than 145. Yeah, but you don't see many of them. Like I said, like it, it's just yeah. not. There's not enough of a population there that. They're getting yeah. in fight shape and wanting to compete. I guess for the same reason the UFC doesn't have anything over 265 because there's while there are people out there like that, there's so few of them you can't really make it the division out of it. The only thing that sucks with like stuff like that though is like just think like prime horse meat Overeem and Lesnar and guys like that that were actually having to suck down to 265. Yeah, like, just think how scary those dudes would have been at like 305. Right, right, exactly, where they didn't have to get dehydrate themselves and fuck themselves up uh, pretty much for a week to make weight. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That would be fun. I, I, I always wish that there was at least one more uh, uh, weight division. I think it uh, there should be like uh, heavyweight go up to, from 205 to 235, and then super heavyweights anything over 205, and it shouldn't have a, uh, I mean, no, over 235, and it shouldn't have a cap. Yeah, there should be something without a cap out there. Just so yeah. you could get, like I said, like Prime Lesnar with traps to his fucking ears or Bob Sapp before he learned that he doesn't like getting punched in the face. 
Right. God damn that Bob Sapp disappoints me so much. That is someone who absolutely could have won every fucking belt out there in the entire fucking world. He he was gigantic, super strong, really skilled for his size. I mean, you don't beat uh, Ernesto. Ho- Erner- oh, I'm gonna fuck up his name. You know who I'm talking about, right? Hoost. The, the kickboxing. Yeah. yeah. Erner- I mean, you pretty much had it right. It's Ernesto Hoost. Yeah, I get. I I faltered. I became unconfident. You don't beat him twice if you're not really fucking good. You know, um, he just decided at one point, you know, getting hit in the face was not worth the money he was getting paid when he could get paid almost as much at the fucking throw of the fights. I mean, don't blame him. I don't want to get punched in the face either. But man, that's such a disappointment. I liked him. He seemed like a cool dude. You know, a gigantic guy had a minor movie career. Uh, I think he could have done so much more. Yeah, I don't know. He he was what he was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're right. But you know, it's, here's an example of why they should have uh, open weight classes. Uh, people ponder over and over again what would have happened if if Shaquille O'Neal had went into MMA instead of basketball when he was like you know 15 and 16 and you know been training from that from a young age how much of a badass he'd be I'm like well we'll never know he couldn't have gotten to the UFC he's too fucking big there, there's not a chance in hell that that uh, uh, Shaq could have cut down to 265 at any point in his life <laughs> at least after the age of 18 when he was in the NBA he was you know when he was slim as as he could possibly be he was 325. You know, now he yeah, weighs like 400 pounds. Let's be real here. All of the actual super athletes go into like professional team sports. I mean, Shaq probably made more in college than he would have in the UFC. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a reason that we that uh, you don't see any of these other, uh, like like you said, super athletes in the UFC. It's way more profitable than anything else. The only reason we got John Jones is because he knocked up his girlfriend and needed the money. Well, and he's not a super athlete. Like his brothers well, are super athletes. He is the least athletic person in his family. Yeah, that still puts him as a super athlete. He just not as good as his brothers, but he still. I I think he could have had a career in, in sports. Otherwise, what was he into wrestling? Was that his sport? Yeah, but he wasn't like high high. Like he wasn't going to go out there and beat like a Jordan Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, true. In order to be in order to have a like career in wrestling, like you're talking guys that have to go out there and win national titles like multiple times and step up to the world stage and win tournaments or make the Olympic team, things like that. And John Jones was never going to get close to that. See, and that's funny. Someone who was not quite an elite athlete fucked up all everyone in the UFC because he's still that much better than everybody else. Yeah, he's like the next step down from an absolute like freak athlete. It's the same thing. If we would have got Yoel Romero in the UFC when he was 30... Like that dude would have been the absolute scariest man on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a decade later, he's still almost the scariest man on earth. That yeah, guy. he's like 42, 43, and like nobody wants to fight that guy. Yeah, well, that's a no-win thing, you know. If you win, it's like, yeah, dude, you beat a forty-four-year-old guy. If you lose, a forty-four-year-old guy just kicked your fucking ass. Uh, it's more like nobody wants to get hit by that guy. Yeah, 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 that too. <laughs> that's why, but but that's why it's a no-win situation. It's a really dangerous fight, and you know, people. If you beat him, you're like, oh yeah, he's old. You couldn't beat him in his prime. So yeah, I can see why no one wants to do that. Also, I gotta put my dog down. Uh, really though, life. it's it is more so like it's a no-win situation because the only way you can beat him is fighting like ridiculously careful, like Adesanya did. Mm-hmm. Like, no one can actually have a good-looking fight and beat that guy. Right, right. Well, 
I'm sure there's other people out there like that. Uh, who do you think would be another example of someone that you can't really have a good looking fight with because how dangerous he is? Yoel Romero. Um, Yoel Romero. Uh, <laughs> Yoel, Yoel Romero. Romero. <laughs> okay, I get Uberim, the point. TRT oh, yeah, Vitor. Oh, yeah. God, that guy was scary. We'll give, the, give those two kind of their, their shine there, too. Yep. <laughs> Well, shit, what else you got, boss? That's all I had. There's, like, not much really out there at this point. Uh, there was all one right. slight thing. I, I uh -huh. saw one of the most ridiculous things that, like, why anyone would ever actually have to do this. But there are a lot of dumb people out there. <laughs> but USA Today actually had to post a fact check that Bill Gates is not trying to put microchips in everyone by introducing a COVID vaccine. <laughs> we've talked about conspiracy theories before some of them are fun uh some of them are even true but come on there is something you know i can't believe that people can hear stuff like that and go oh yeah yeah that sounds like something bill gates would do yeah half the og thinks it oh god you've damn seen it, dude. Half, half the og that he wants to completely like put microchips in the entire world and you know, start doing like eugenics and shit like that, trying to <laughs> population control and all sorts of crazy shit. Shit, dude. Half the OG needs someone to help them wipe themselves after they take a shit. Um, I wouldn't go by that too much. Uh <laughs> well, it just shows how many stupid people there are. Yep, there's the theme of our show. Once again, stupid people doing stupid things. <laughs> uh, stupid people, I swear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. I actually have topics. Some. Why not? Let's do some of those. Uh, <laughs> did you hear Lady Antebellum's changing their name? No, I don't even know who that is to start. I I assume it's a country band because uh, they're from the South. And that's what the problem is, because apparently Antebellum means before the war. So I guess that means they're fucking racists and they have to change their name. <laughs> I just figured they would have changed their name because it's a dumb name and it's too long. Yeah, yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? I've never seen anybody use the word antebellum as, uh, ever in my entire life. I see the article about uh, uh, Lady Antebellum changing her name to Lady A, which is way better, obviously. Um, and like two hours later, I'm reading an article that someone uh, about talking about the Civil War statues, statues and someone uses it in the article. And I swear to fucking God, that guy read this story about Lady Annabelle and went, oh, that's what that word means, and immediately went to write a story to use it. Yeah, I don't know. No no band should have more than three syllables. Just going to put it there. <laughs> okay, you have more I'll than see. three syllables, you're not a real band, you're going to fail. Metalli Metallica. Okay, your, your rule sucks, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that, I did not your rule. Metallica's stupid name. Too many ah. syllables. Too many. There's a reason they <laughs> fell the fuck off. Oh, Jesus. They would, have had stay, I, they would have had some staying power if they would have just trimmed a fucking syllable. Metal. Met, I don't even know how the fuck. What syllable would you take out of that? You, dude, you're hurting my brain. It's, that's I don't weird. Know, one of them. <laughs> I mean, you know, it works for lots of bands. Mega Death. Which is weird because Mega Death is a longer word than Metallica. So why does Metallica get more syllables? I, the way English language is fucking weird. It really is. You know, I've pondered on, like, why is tear and tear the same fucking word? 
It's the same word. I had to use it in a sentence the other day, and I spent like 15 minutes Googling shit to make sure I spelt it right because I was like, that's wrong. (laughs) Like I said, the English language is weird. I can't understand how anybody from another country could ever learn our shit. It's really complicated and fucked up. Uh, Someone said uh, uh, the English language is like three other languages, languages wearing a coat trying to look like one person. We do have the absolute most advanced language for no goddamn reason. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like uh, needlessly complex. Um, and that's why it always amazed me when you'd hear someone speaking uh, like what is obviously not their native tongue and people give them crap about their, you know, about, about their accents or using words and things like that wrong. I'm like, dude, can you speak another language? Well, no, I, but I, I live in America. I'm like, we're not talking about America. We're talking about the fact that that guy's probably way fucking smarter than you and you're making fun of him. I, you think you might, you might want to rethink that. <laughs> Just the fact that we have three different forms of there and they all mean different things. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, such a weird, weird thing. Uh, I was never really good at the English part. Uh, I was good at, well, I don't know. I was good at that, the English part as far as like word structure and things like that. I'm horrible at spelling. A uh, spell check is the greatest thing that's been ever created. Uh, but mostly be, I was good at reading, uh, I was good at uh, word structure and stuff like that because I really like to read. So I saw examples of the written word over and over again, how, word, how sentences are supposed to be made. Uh, the way that people talk and post on the internet today is a fucking travesty, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's almost as bad as listening to you try to speak. Well, yeah, but we all know that that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when I write, you've heard me post on the internet. I I try to be articulate, and I don't use slang. Um, I don't. I try not to use conjunction. Conject. Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of that shit. That's the worst thing about it, English is I know what all these words are. I can't remember what the names for half that shit is. You know, like you know, ad, I know adverbs and adjectives and all that good shit. But there's so many other like things. Goddamn, Jay. Goddamn. <laughs> okay, let me see what else I got today. I think it's time to move on to a different subject before I fuck up some more words. Uh, let's see. Oh, where did my fucking thing go? Hold on, I got to reopen up my notes. It went away. Ah, there we go. Uh, speaking of uh, people doing things because of the protests, uh, apparently HBO Max has pulled Gone with the Wind off of its service because of its depiction of slavery in the South before the war. Good. It's a what movie from like 70 years ago. It's garbage now anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but this, I think, is kind of a dangerous slope. Now you're going to remove any media that shows something that you don't like. As, as much as you people hate to admit it, uh, slavery did happen. The Civil War did happen. Uh, erasing any fictional accounts of that is not how you go about this shit, dude. Well, yeah, I'm not saying get rid of it for that reason. I'm saying get rid of it because it's old and stupid. <laughs> well that sort of problem kind of solves itself when's the last time you heard of someone saying oh, i gotta go watch gone with the wind i mean shit i'm surprised that hbo max even put it on their service mostly i guess because they probably have had it for free in their vaults for 50 years um but uh, seriously who's watching the movie anyways why would you bother to, uh, although i did say and to make it even worse they're not just going to delete it they said they've had a temporary move from the removed from their service which means they're probably going to put it back now, there's the thing, are they going to wait until the protests die down and put it back on? Or far more likely, are they going to spend a bunch of money to re-edit it and take out anything offensive and put it back on their service? I say they just delete everything pre-1970 and give me a new fucking uh, season of The Wire. <laughs> Let's just go there. There you go. Yeah, you, you really, you really want to lose all those Charlie Chaplin films? 
I give absolutely zero fucks about Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> well, okay, but speaking of old stuff, uh, you are younger than me, but you're not terribly younger than me. So depending on what your TV habits were when you were a child, do you remember any of the really old TV kid shows and stuff like that? I'm talking stuff like The Little Rascals. Like I've heard of The Little Rascals, and I think I may have watched about eight minutes, and it was garbage. <laughs> well, it was black and white. It was like from, I think that's from the 50s at that point. Uh, how about like Laurel and Hardy or the Three Stooges? Laurel and Hardy would probably be a little bit before even my time, but uh, how about the Three Stooges? It was still pretty much garbage. Uh, well, I know you had to watch stuff when you were a kid. What kind of TV shows do you look back on fondly from your childhood? Uh, I have no earthly idea, actually. Really? I didn't watch a ton of TV as a kid. I was out doing things. Mm. Well, I was forced out of the house every day. <laughs> you know, during the summer, like when you got you got up in the morning, my mom fed us breakfast and said, "Flee, go away." Uh, you came back at noon for lunch and you got kicked out of the house again. Then you came home for dinner and then uh, you got kicked out of the house until about eight or nine o'clock. And and then you came home, and went to bed. We weren't allowed to be in our house. We if it was nice out during so during when we weren't in school. Um, that's pretty much the rule. So I didn't watch a lot of TV growing up as a kid. That's why I appreciated the times that I did have to watch TV, uh, because I felt deprived. I felt, you know, all these, all my friends watch TV all the time. I had to be outside. Um, so I, I have all kinds of uh, kid shows that I have remember finally, I remember going over my friend's house and watching Robotech all the time, which was a uh, kid's TV show that was unique in that it was from Japan. And this is a, this is like the early eighties is one of the very first cartoons that had like, um, I don't know what the proper phrase for is sequential episodes where, you know, each episode was a unique one and you had to watch them in order as opposed to cartoons before that was stuff like Looney Tunes or, you know, or, you know, fucking Scooby-Doo, all the episodes stood on their own. It didn't matter which, uh, order you watched them in. Uh, but Robotech, so, so something like episodic. Is thank you. Looking for. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's very episodic. Uh, and it was the first time I, I'd ever seen like that, anything like that as a kid, you know, telling a continuing story from season to season even. Uh, so it blew me the fuck away. It's, it was one of my favorite shows as a, as I was a kid. Uh, unfortunately I tried to watch some of it like a couple of years ago and, and it doesn't, the, the animation and stuff doesn't really hold up. Uh, but I still have very fond memories of it. Of course it doesn't hold up. It's old and shit. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. All right, well, let's see what else we got today. Okay, since we're on the subject of people changing shit, did you see that Disney is ha having people petition them to change Splash Mountain? No, I haven't heard that. What's the yeah. dumb reason for it? Because Splash Mountain was based on the old movie Song of the South. It's a fucking splash water ride. Like yeah, every yeah. goddamn amusement park in mm -hmm. the world but, has one right but i guess the trappings in the background are from song of the south which is admittedly a really fucking racist cartoon um have you, have you ever seen song of the south or heard about it dude no it sounds like it's probably old and stupid but the ride is you know classic right right exactly well in this case disney will probably go ahead and fold and do this because it would probably only cost you know disney a couple million to remodel the ride they don't have to do anything except for change the backgrounds and shit like that probably uh, but song of the South is about a plantation worker named uncle Remus, uh, who tells white children, uh, stories to amuse him about, uh, 
about these animals, uh, Briar Rabbit and Briar Wolf, and you know, and all these funny tales, and it's really fucking racist, dude. <laughs> There's very few cases where I, you know, I, I think that it's probably a good idea to go ahead and not show stuff anymore because we just had this entire conversation about how I think you should, you know, changing stuff because it offends people. That's been okay as you know, as stupid, but this is pretty fucking bad, dude. <laughs> um, Fine, like you know other, what? Go ahead, yeah. remodel Splash Mountain. And give Elmer Fudd his fucking gun back. <laughs> There's quite the commotion about that online. I've seen. I don't see. I haven't heard anybody who thinks it's a good idea to take Elmer Fudd's gun away from him. You know. Um, I mean, he's supposed to be a hunter. He hunts things. You know. Uh, at the very least, give the fucker a bow and arrow, a crossbow. I don't know something. He's really supposed to hunt rabbits with a scythe. Now, why is that better? So, because there's all this gun violence out there. Well, fucking now you're just going to encourage scythe violence. You really want that? Have you ever seen the scythe? You don't want to get hit with a scythe. It's going to fucking hurt. Probably worse than a bullet. Well, bullet doesn't cut off fucking legs and arms and shit. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to. Disney is fucking racist against hunters, and that's bullshit. Yeah. 20 years from now. Conservation gonna... is a required goddamn thing. Otherwise, <laughs> we're just going to be up to our ears and fucking deer everywhere yeah. running into our goddamn cars all because <laughs> Disney decides that Elmer Fudd doesn't need a gun so kids don't grow up saying hey I want to fucking hunt god damn it no no instead they're going to be going around swinging swords and slicing and various things at people and 20 years from now we're going to have an entire generation of people with no arms and legs it's going to just a goddamn generation of stumps. And who wants that? That's a horrible thing. Why would Disney do that to our future generations? Disney is trying to hurt our kids. No, those goddamn kids are going to look at the fucking scythes and then they're going to end up just becoming LARPers because you can't just go out and buy scythes anywhere anyway. <laughs> then we're going to have a bunch of fucking fat, overweight, lazy kids going fireball, fireball. Okay, so no change really is what you're saying. There's there's at least some athlete or athletic kids out there. There's, you know, kids that learn to hunt when they're 10, 12 years old. But no, Disney's trying to deprive generations of growing up to be men. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's something to that. I mean, I don't know how many kids were actually inspired to hunt by Elmer Fudd, uh, but I mean that that was a lot of people, a lot of kids' first exposure to hunters and hunting. Granted, it wasn't exactly a good one. You know, no one wants to be Elmer Fudd when it comes to hunting. You know, you don't want your prey to outwit you and steal your gun and then dress up like a woman and make you think it's you know make it think make you fall in love with it. I don't want to fall in love with deer. I, I Elmer needs his gun. I don't know. I've lost track of what I'm saying. Regardless, it's goddamn Looney Tunes. We also yeah. cut off Florida, which was actually something we should try doing. Yeah, there's, yeah, you know, turns out uh, Bugs was forward thinking. Yeah, maybe he was, uh, you know, knew what was coming. Because, uh, holy fuck, Florida is weird. Uh, how could a place with such nice weather have such weird people in it? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know if it's just like it's too much sun or what it is, but god damn, Florida is its own goddamn country. And it's like, it's almost like Mexico, but there are <laughs> laws there, kind of. Did you I don't uh, know. did you see that video of uh, like uh, I have no clue what's happening, but like uh, and I guess in Miami some cops are driving through the protests, a whole bunch of people start jumping down their cars and shit like that, and then one of them swung a uh, uh, like a skateboard at like the windshield and like 
eight or nine of them popped out of it like it was a fucking clown car and just started whooping ass. And they had to whoop ass like the crowd attacked them. People were swinging uh, skateboards at their heads and shit like that. When like they try to take someone down to arrest him, like four people would swarm them, start kicking them and shit. And these fucking my I don't know, dude, I, maybe they're like a special martial arts team or something like that. They just fucking kicked ass. I mean, I, uh, they, they've ended that shit fairly quickly in, in a situation where it looked like they were going to get overwhelmed at first. What do you expect? It's goddamn Florida. Like they were the only ones crazy enough to try bath salts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been to Florida once and it seemed very nice, but then again, I was there like in January and February, um, the off season for tourists. And I didn't really meet any other Florida people except for my, uh, wife, my wife's parents who live down there. Like, there's some areas that aren't too bad. Like, St. Petersburg isn't bad. Tampa's not bad. But, like, when you get to, like, super redneck rural Florida, like, it's its own goddamn world. Uh, I think that's what the problem was. I was never in rural Florida. I was in touristy Florida, uh, which is also its own world, one controlled by Disney. Fuck Disney. (laughs) Oh, shit, dude. I don't know. Uh, did you see that California is banning private prisons and detention centers? Absolutely. Good for them. Yep. That's one of those ones that yeah, I it's, I was worried about it at first. I was like, man, this can be hard to implement. But then it turns out they only have like six prisons that are uh, that are for profit with like 5,000 people in them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's for, that sounds more like an experiment that it didn't work as opposed to like a full-fledged program. So I don't see any issues with uh, um, turning it that way. It's it's funny because there are good points for for profit prisons, uh, but they're so easy to let it go astray that it's just a bad thing to get into in general. Well, you can't have something that's for profit that completely is dependent on making sure that there are criminals. Right, right. That's a slippery slope right off the bat. Once I got to take a drink of water. Well, and it completely gets rid of the entire idea of having like our justice system. Like at that point, there is no rehabilitation. Like that is not part of the system anymore when you have private prisons. Right, right. It's exactly. really about There's keeping no... people in there as long as they can so they keep getting paid by the tax dollars. Right. And right. getting more people in over time. That's why those the private priven, prisons, they try to have them as overcrowded as possible. They want every head they can possibly get in there. It's also going to be the worst conditions because they want to turn the most profit that they can. Because they're getting a set amount for each person that they're housing. Like, there's, I completely get the idea that people think that the government can't run anything very well. And they're probably right about that. The government doesn't do a very good job of controlling much. However, there are certain things you can't just push on the free market and let that just ride. And And the prison system is one of them. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, in reality, probably the best way to set it up would be like a nonprofit organization that ran the prisons. You know, so something that is not controlled by the government, because we all know how the, good the government is at running shit, uh, but not a profit corporation. That because that would give the you would think the people running it the proper motivation. You know, they don't they don't get paid per per person in there or anything like that. You know, the the institution gets a certain amount of money to run, and that's that. So I think that's or you probably do a something good completely unconventional. You do something along those lines that you do it, that it's not for profit or something like Mm -hmm. that, but you give a financial benefit to the prisons that have the lowest rate of recidivism. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that, that, so yeah that's then actually, they actually a good idea. focus on reforming people as opposed to just punishing them over time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I wouldn't have any problems with that at all. And of course, like, I would you love know, to see like a, a pilot like that. Just take, I don't care what, maybe California is the right place to do it, but do something like that to where, and yes, it could be like a private type of prison, but do something where like you legislate part of it to where they cannot have like a lobbying arm or anything like that, but they'll get the certain amount of budget, whatever it is. And then on top of that, they can make, you know, markedly more if their recidiv recidivism rates are low. That's actually oh, a yeah, yeah. work for me. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a good idea. Cause you know, that way they get bonus. It's, you know, it's like the, you know, all these people get their paycheck and at the end of the year, if you're, if the rates low enough, then they, you get a bonus too. Uh, so that gives them an incentive to do that. Uh, while still being able to maintain a, a prison too. Cause there are, cause as sad as it is, there are people that you're not going to be able to help. There's career criminals that are just going to be in prison for as many times as you catch them. And whenever you let them out, they're going to commit more crimes. Uh, and I think part of the problem, I see this over and over again on a lot of the prison shows that I watch is I don't think that they segregate uh, prisoners good enough. I've seen often over and over again, people that go into prison for relatively minor crimes and when they came out, come out, they're a hardened criminal because they were put in with other hardened criminals who taught them how to do it better. Uh, and there should be a way to be able to pick out those people and set them, set them on the right path and keep them away from the people that are going to be a bad influence on them while they're in prison. Well, and the problem is, is the way that the system is right now, they give zero fucks about that. Yeah, they don't yeah, care exactly. if you come in as someone that passed off a couple bad checks and then you get back out and you start killing people like you're still just another another head in a bed for them right like we do need to get to the point where like rehabilitation is an actual thing in getting people back into society the right way and have some sort of you know benefit to do that because right now like they don't care they really don't and I was surprised considering what a, a big problem people think it is that at least in California, it was only like two prisons with 5,000 people or something like, or five prisons, you know, there's the number of total number of prisoners is like 5,000. Uh, is it a bigger problem in other States? Like, is there, are there States where the majority of their prisoners are in for profit prisons? It's a pretty big thing countrywide. Huh. Well, I mean, cause it, the, I don't consider that a big thing in California, 5,000 prisoners. They, they have the largest prison system in the country. I believe they have to have like, probably, I don't, you know what? I guess I'm talking to my ass. I don't know. Uh, I would assume California has way more than 5,000 prisoners total. And that's only a small segment of it. Yeah. So for the most part, like there's some stuff that never really ends up in private prisons. Uh, like a lot of like your federal prison system. I don't think you really see any of that. But I think the numbers are somewhere around like 10% of all inmates are in private prisons. How many you said 10%? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's enough to be disturbing, but I thought it was a way bigger problem from the way people talked about it. Obviously you don't want 10% of, uh, of anybody to be shit on. Uh, but like the way people talked about it, I thought it was something that was taking over the nation. Yeah, no, because there are, like, limits of, like, what those prisons can be. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things. And Stray, yes, a lot of criminals have zero interest in being rehabilitated. But if you put a financial 
carrot out there for those running the system, they're going to do a lot better job of even taking criminals that have zero interest in being rehabilitated and finding some interest in being rehabilitated. Uh, like it's all it about having out. the right motivation for people. And if you start putting dollars behind it for the people that are in charge, like they're going to find a way to, and it'll never be perfect. It'll never be anywhere near perfect, but they'll find a way to make it better. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, realistically speaking, um, all the measures that you put in and all that good stuff might only reduce the rates by like 10%. Because as Stray uh, points out, lots of them aren't interested in being rehabilitated. Uh, but I think 10% is enough to make it worthwhile. If you, you know, uh, if, if like I just looked it up, California has 115,000 people in its prison system right now. Uh, and, and let's say normally like 20,000 of them are going to uh, be rehabilitated and 80,000 or 95,000 of them are going to go on to commit crimes again. If you can raise it up to even thirty thousand of them are are, are going to be rehabilitated, that's that's a significant amount of people. And then you combine that, you know, from all the all the states in the nation, and all of a sudden, you know, you're having like five hundred thousand people or three hundred thousand people a year that don't commit crimes anymore. Yes, it's only a small increase, but you're right; it's probably worth doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we also just need to take a look at like what we're really throwing people in prison for. Like there was a story just a couple days ago and it may have even been sooner, but like, so in Alabama, there's this habitual offender law or something like that. And there's a guy right now, I think he's like 60, 65 years old. He's you know, partway through a 38 year prison sentence for stealing $9. Jesus. Oh, but because he uh, done a whole bunch of shit before they, they did the, like the three strikes rule. Yep. <sighs> See, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think people who are repeat offenders obviously should be uh, treated more harshly because they seriously aren't learning their lesson. And at a certain point, you need to do something about it. But there has to be a matter of perspective in there. Uh, you know, at the worst, I think you should be able to, you know, like double or triple someone's sentence. Uh, and what kind of sentence are you, should you be getting for nine stealing nine dollars? That's petty theft. That's not even that's not even a jail term normally. That's a fine or some shit like that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there are more circumstances that to than to the, to it than just that about him getting 36 years from it, probably breaking probation and this, that, and the other. But in no sane world is that an appropriate sentence. And no, it wasn't for like breaking probation or anything like that. He was out. He had three previous convictions from earlier on in his life, um, and then this was yeah, this was like 20 some years ago, I think, somewhere in there. But yeah, he stole nine dollars got 38 years seriously i mean fucking aren't there federal guidelines i mean i guess i don't no, know it's, uh, it's there it's that law for them it's a habitual offender that basically that guy got arrested for anything he's in jail for decades wow god i mean yeah i guess I, you would think judges should be have a little more discretion than that but I hear all the time judges saying, you know, that they're re you know, the other way that they can't give them more time. So I guess there are minimums that they have to follow. Uh, so that might not even necessarily be the judge's fault, uh, I guess. Huh? Well, yeah, mandatory minimums are a crock of shit. Yeah, no, I like, agree. I know, yeah, I've known a lot of lawyers. And yeah, a lot of them are kind of pieces of shit. But like, that's one thing you hear from them is like especially on the defense side is they'll have these people that are brought up for almost just complete bullshit. 
And they end up having to plead down because if they ended up going to trial for what they're originally you know, charged for, like they would catch this mandatory minimum for like 30 years for something that's just complete bullshit. Right. So they end up pleading down to something they didn't do in the first place just to avoid uh, not going to prison for their entire life. Well, that's the other problem with our legal system is like how they will stack charges every chance they get just to be able to have people plead out so people will mm. never try to fight charges even if they were not in the wrong. Mm. Okay, straighteners make a good now point. Now there's like 10 charges on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see I saw a straight say something say that mandatory sentences are not garbage in relations to firearm drugs and violent offenses. Um no, I don't I don't have a problem with that statement. There are certain things that should have a mandatory sentence. Uh, like if you well, kill no, somebody, I will, put it, yeah. I will put it this way. I do not agree with any mandatory minimum because in situations like that, you're talking about like drugs and violent offenses and shit like that. Or drug dealing, I guess. <sighs> drug dealing. They, so that's another one where they will find someone with just enough to consider it like trafficking. And it's a person that just had bought like a half pound or something for their own use. Like, there are people that get fucked into the system for drug trafficking or attempt to distribute and shit like that that should never be there. Mm. But back to well, the mandatory minimum piece. Yeah, yeah. Like, I understand the idea that, yes, for like for murder, you should never get less than like 50 years or, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But by having mandatory minimums there, even in the craziest of circumstances, you can never go below that. But like in every other instance, even if you didn't have a mandatory minimum there, what judge is going to sentence someone to less than 50 years for killing someone? And if they do, it's going to end up being a huge story that blows back on them. Like that idiot in Utah with all the kitty porn and bestiality shit that got like 18 months in jail. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's funny because I guess I'm wishy-washy because I kind of agree with both you guys. I can understand where Stray's coming from. There are certain things that definitely need to have, uh, you know, uh, mandatory minimums, uh, mandatory sentencing, because, and I understand why you're saying there, there shouldn't be, because judges should have to have discretion. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I believe Stray probably thinks that there should be uh, uh, minimums, because if you give judges discretion, well, then all of a sudden they, you know, if you get not honest judges, you're getting uh, issues where people are not being sentenced appropriately. Yeah, judges are fucked, and there are a lot of people out there that get fucked by the system by things like mandatory minimums. Yeah, so I think so you I think you guys are both to, right. At some point, yeah, at some point, you have to get to the point where you can fucking trust your goddamn judges to do the right thing. Like, how broken of a system do we have that you can't trust judges to give out the right type of sentencing, so you have to write in a mandatory minimum that completely removes any sort of judgment call in the rare case that they should be getting less. <clears throat> you know what? And I, I think that, I think that's a good way to put it in a perfect world, Ryan, you would be 100% correct. We should have judges that we can trust to, uh, uh, sentence appropriately without having to worry about giving them guidelines. But in the world that we live in, I happen to think that strays correct because there's so many corrupt judges out there and judges that shouldn't be judges and judges making wacky decisions that there should be minimums for certain uh, crimes. 
And Stray, the, the tough part is, is a majority of our judges are also appointed. Like you don't have a lot of elected judges here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I only, I only vote on the major shit. I don't pay attention to most of the local politics. I don't recall seeing that kind of thing in my ballots. I'd have to but like look all again. of your, yeah, like all of your federal, your federal judges are pretty much all appointed. Mm. And well, the problem is, is like all like major crimes are generally yeah. federal charges. Uh, yeah. So that's a problem. Obviously. <clears throat> So you're telling me my buddy who was a lawyer that was a, uh, approved to the Michigan uh, Supreme Court uh, was probably appointed as opposed to elected. Probably. I don't know everything about Michigan and how they do that. I, see, I would so, assume like, that's so. A sta- that's a state court. Like, I don't know yeah. if that is an appointment or if it is a an election. I think most of them are appointments. I think it's an appointment because honestly, I can't remember seeing a commercial for you know, vote for so and so for Michigan Supreme Court. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound right. I think it's got to be appointed, right? I, I yeah, I just don't want to speak on it knowing that it is a state level thing, and we have some states right. that do some really crazy shit. <laughs> it's amazing that we managed to keep all these fifty states together all these years. I, I keep on waiting for someone to say, "Fuck it, I don't want to be part of the United States anymore. I'm out of here." California mostly. I kind of thought that for years that they're going to try to be their own country. They've got the economy for it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing because they make all kinds of crazy laws and taxes and shit. It's a good thing they're a rich state you know, with with half the law, tax laws and shit like that, that they have there. Like certain states would fucking collapse under the weight of the taxes. Yeah, they've gone overboard in a lot of the stupid shit they do. But like the problem is, like they make a whole lot of fucking money. For the country. <laughs> yeah. You take yeah, that revenue true. away and all of a sudden like our deficits and debt are even worse. Yes, indeedy. Well, there's a reason we keep them around. Oh, that and the funny movies. <laughs> but that's uh, they, like shit. they are a, a large part of our population. So like people saying this shit like, you know, we should just get rid of California or we should get rid of New York and shit like that. Like that's a big part of our population. Just because you don't agree with them, like the fact is, like they really do outnumber you. And like in what should be a democracy, which I know we don't actually have a democracy, we don't need to go there. <laughs> but like the majority of people think one way. And if people that are in the vast majority think of another way, they just want to get rid of them, like that's stupid. No, that's why I fucking hate politics. You know, I'm so tired of hearing about people, what people think about stuff. I was like, I, I don't want to be rude, but I really want to say, I don't give a fuck what you think anymore. Uh, go vote. Okay. I don't care what your opinion is. You're not going to change what I think. I'm not going to try to change what you think. So shut the fuck up about it. Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing I'm getting, being grumpy old man. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a fucking madhouse come end of November. See, and like either way it goes, like everyone's going to freak the fuck out. No, you're right. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm starting to get concerned, uh, mostly for myself because I'm, you know, ultimately a selfish person and, you know, I'm worried about me. Uh, and I've always just wanted to live my life, work for the next 20 years, hopefully be able to retire 65 to 70 and God willing live another 10 or 15 years past that and enjoy my entire, enjoy my retirement. You know, there's a good chance I'll die before that, but you can't plan for that shit. Uh, I'm starting to think that I might not get to do that, dude. There's serious fucking shit going on in this country, and 
I don't know. I, I may, I may be worried about nothing, but I, this doesn't feel like business as usual. Uh, you hear about protests and things like that all the time, uh, between the COVID thing and the protests, it feels not right. I just feel, I, I, I guess I'm being paranoid, but I have a feeling that I'm not going to get to have my nice little life in retirement and shit. It feels like, you know, that's not how it's going to go. I'm just you know sick I'm of the fact, I'm just sick of the fact that politics have become a team game. Like it's yeah. literally people rooting for their, their favorite sports team. And you get to the point where they can't admit their team does anything wrong or the other team does anything right. Like it's absolutely fucked. And like those people are being thick headed and idiotic. And that's where you start getting these ideas of like, you have people on the far, far left talking about how like there should be no cops or we should like kill cops or crazy shit like that. You got people on the far, far right talking about how we should just kill all the Democrats and how they're, you know, they're anti-America and shit like that. Like, all of those people need to just round themselves up onto an island somewhere and we should sink the island. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I granted, like I said, I'm being paranoid, but I firmly think that the thought of like silver is not in Sorry about that. The thought of civil war is not inconceivable. Uh, like 10 years ago, five years ago, or a year ago, I thought our country, while, while it had its problems, is you know, is going to be trucking right along for you know the conceivable future. And while I'm sure that's probably what's still going to happen, I don't like thinking about the fact that fucking I might not give my li- live my life in peace. There might be actual fucking war in our country and shit like that. Um, the thing and is, I don't want won't. that shit. They're, yeah, they're 100% I will not. The problem that we have is the people that are very fringe on both sides are still the the minority, even on those sides. It's just now they're the most fucking vocal because for some reason it's okay to spew just putrid shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hope you're right. And you're probably are, obviously, like I said, you know, I'm just thinking dark thoughts. Um, Cause you know, I, I just, I just want to live my small little life that I have in peace and I don't bother anybody. I don't want anyone to bother me. You know, don't involve me in your shit. Just let me sit here and do my shit. You know, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to change anybody's life. Just leave me alone. Um, and it's starting to feel like I'm not going to get that. So I hope you're right. and I'm wrong. I, it has to be like, I'm, and people want to say like, I'm some far left person because I, generally try to have like a common sense kind of approach to most things. But for the most part, I'm pretty well down the middle. Like in my adult life, I have voted at least for president. I voted for a Republican once a Democrat twice and third party once. Like I'm pretty much as varied as you can get. And all of that kind of carries down ballot as far as voting for some Republicans, some Democrats, things like that. And I'll be honest. A lot you, of people uh, like me. Yeah. I'll be like, honest. With just, you, I'm I, I'm I, at the last election, I didn't vote for anybody. I didn't. I didn't like either of them. I'm like, I don't want to vote for uh, Clinton, or I don't want to vote for Trump. So I'm just not going to vote this year. That's what I did. A lot of people were pissed off at me for that. They're like, Oh, you wasted your vote. You got to take a side. I'm like, Both sides fucking suck. I'm not taking a side. That's where I was. I couldn't vote for Trump. I couldn't vote for Clinton. Like they're both terrible fucking candidates. Hmm? Couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> Yep. Oh shit, dude! Look at the time, man. 
I guess we should probably wrap this shit up. Um, <laughs> you, uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. We can't have the show without you guys. And want to thank Big Dalton for being the co-host that he is. Uh, shit, Dalton, you got anything else? Anything else? I've got two things. Number one, just as a reminder, give Elmer Fudd his fucking gun back. And besides that, thank you, Mel Gibson, for bringing awareness to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I forgot about that one. What else you got? Uh, hmm. That's a tough one. I think I'm going to have to go with fuck all y'all. <laughs> we'll see everybody tomorrow at 6. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. Ha, ha, ha.